Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the first AI Horror Pod with me, Mal Jutley and Maurizio Reyes. This is set up with the AI channel. Thanks to Gags for setting this up for us. This is the first time Maurizio and I are doing a podcast. This is the first time we're trying to even attempt to do a podcast, so um, the fear here is pretty real. Yeah, Mal, um, I feel like I've missed a bit. I should have a bit earlier, should have gone, ah, hello, but I missed it, so hello. So, horror, um, it's a bit of a niche thing, right, because... People look at me and uh, say, you know, you're, you're mental. Why, why are you a horror fanatic? Why are you not horror movies? And I think it's a lot to do with, and this is where Maurizio and I sort of became closer mates, to be fair. We worked together a while back, and then we've realized we've got a mutual love for horror films. And then it just grew from there. And horror is a funny one, because for us, a lot of it is down to, you know, sort of seeing, you know, what else can go can, can go on in a movie that really shocks us, surprises us scares us to some degree and I'm, you know i don't really get scared much at movies but for us horror is is, is escapism for us and it's almost like a, a bit of a break from the norm to sort of go away and forget about the world so this podcast made sense for us to do because gags approached me and said look we're going to do a podcast i'm like okay and i've been apprehensive about it because it's it's there's so much i can talk about with maritza about horror i got into horror and I think Maurizio probably the same, right? We got into horror quite young when I I, I, I like to call it psychological abuse because <laughs> uh, like these days you can just you can just search stuff up on YouTube, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just it's there, or like uh, various like streaming sites or whatever. You know, you can go onto Netflix and there's like X amount of films you can see. But back yeah. then, when everything was on VHS, you didn't have access it. to anything. I remember. Yeah. Um, what like if it as a child if i saw something that was really great on tv i'd be like right make a mental note of that because in about three months they're going to repeat that when you say that i remember when we used to watch stuff on bbc2 and it was or, or, uh, and this is before channel four time that's how old i am and bbc2 put this film late on at night and i you know i was a young kid at the time you'd watch it and you knew it was going to be scary but you'd watch it because you knew your mates would talk about it at school the next day and <laughs> it was almost as homework to say Everyone's got, everyone I was gonna everyone I was gonna watch it. I better watch it and see what it's about and talk about it next day. And and you're right, you have to seek stuff out, man. Or you borrow a mate's video and say, look, can I borrow your copy of so and so? I remember me, being that plugged in. Um, I remember being led astray by my neighbour who had a load of dodgy VHS tapes and <laughs> older cousins who put things on right. that I should not have been watching, and they did they did get to me, and I would be lying there at night thinking about things like. Um, I mean, I didn't even see it the first, all the film all the way through, but Evil Dead. Um, right. God knows, I must have been six or seven or something. Um, yeah. And I only watched up until the, uh, one of the party turns into this sort of demon lady and she gets, you know, it causes a bit of trouble and then they sort of beat her down in, back into um, the basement and then seared into my retinas was a sharp pencil going through an ankle. And I don't, I don't know what to make of that, but I just remember it was just, it was just there in front of my eyes, and I couldn't not look away. <laughs> so yeah, and it happens when you're a kid because I mean, I so I was similar with you in in terms of I didn't always see a f- 
a film all the way through. But if it was a horror film was on and someone, you know, a mate had it uh, or somebody, you'd go around and think, oh, I bet I'll check it out. And then you sort of, you'd, you'd watch about half an hour because you had to get back home and there weren't mobile phones in those days. So you tell your mum, I'm home at whatever time and you get home. Otherwise, you know, you get a few beats. So <laughs> the problem with that was you almost had to watch it in chunks with your mates. And the first, the first thing I, I think properly remember was probably Exorcist. And it's a pretty bad intro to get into horror films, but I remember watching it and thinking, oh, it's nothing, man. She's some girl going nuts because it was all the build up, wasn't it, at the start? So yeah. when I watched the first part of it, I was like, what's the big deal? And then obviously you go around and I watched it again. I'm like, whoa. And then to this day, the scene at the end when the priest jumps out the window, it's there, man. Like you said, burned in my head. Um, that stuck with me as a kid and it's always stuck with me. And Exorcist just has been a, um, a whole labor of love film for me because I've watched it numerous times since and the various cuts and stuff. But that scene always takes me back to being a kid whenever I watch it. And, and films do that, right? Horror films, you know where you were when you saw certain scenes or, or, or you shouldn't have seen them. Like Omen was another one for me. Those sort of films was always the ones that, you know, you, you, as a kid, you shouldn't be watching them because you're not 18. And you're thinking, oh, I better watch it quickly or I'll get, get caught. Uh, uh, I'm sure, same with you. Yeah, definitely had that with um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part yeah. 3, The right. Dream Warriors. I, yeah. I mean, I remember, like, I must have been in secondary school, might have been in the start. I remember, like, my mate was like, oh, you want to watch a bit of this? And I, and I just remember thinking, oh, this is meant to be the scariest film in the world. Uh, yeah. And then we sort of nipped around to his and put it on. And it was the it was the scene where that girl basically gets her head chopped into a TV. It might, you know, I haven't seen it for a while, but it must look pretty silly now. But yeah. back then I was like, yeah. And, and that happens. because So the other thing that messed me up was... Um, my dad likes reading um, thriller books and like um, uh, you know murder mystery books, right? So as a kid, there was Jaws lying around at home. That and One Flew Cooks Nest. He was reading those two books, and right. you know in those days, just you, you, they were there and there's a book that I picked it up and I thought, what's this about? And, and and again, I was I think I was about eight or nine. I picked up this book about Jaws and I got really got into it. And Dad saw me, he goes, "What are you doing?" Because I'm reading your book. He goes, "You shouldn't be reading that." But that, again, it gripped me. So I had to go and find the film. I thought, you know, there's obviously, because it said on the cover, now a big major motion picture. So I thought, I've got to find it somewhere, right? So that, again, got into me because I thought, well, there's movies out there that are being based around um, around these amazing books. So, so then I discovered that, there's, you know, there's actually horror books out there that have the same effect. And then, again, it's another bit of escapism for me to, to, to know that there's a book out there that I can just lose myself in for a yeah. little while. And then, obviously, you know, the Stephen King stuff, you know, how many of these books got made into into great movies, right? And it, you grew up with that, didn't you? Yeah, I certainly remember seeing, like, um, the, the Stephen, Stephen King sort of book collection at the shop, and I'd have a little sneaky peek and sort of, you know, mm. f- flick through some pages of, like, it to see what was going on in the middle of it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just remember looking at the covers and thinking, wow, this looked yeah. pretty grim. Yeah, I had that with, um, I think, a few years later. I think I was about, I was in secondary school, so I must have been about 12. Or f- I wasn't a teenager, I remember, at the time. And ITV had um, the Omen on TV uh, one a week, the, the, the free, the free open, Omen films. And they're on after the news. So, you know, news at 10 o'clock and 10.40 would start. And luckily, by a quirk of fate, I had managed to get a TV in my room, an old little black and white TV. And we used to own a shop and then uh, sold the shop and we just took the stuff, some of the stuff home and one of them was a TV. So I just managed to you know, acquire this TV, put it in my room. and. Nice. Uh, and and I thought, right, it's on. It's ten forty after the news. The weather band comes on. You're getting ready, right? And then weekly, I'd watch these these in the, in three weeks, the Omen films. And I was twelve, and I thought, man, these are messed up films to watch for a twelve year old. But it almost desensitised me because I, I was like, well, it's actually quite scary. You'd get the whole philosophy behind it and the mythology behind oh, you know, the devil and that sort of stuff. And then that piqued my interest. I, yeah, I do remember like the Omen. I I just remember being too small to understand and just mm. asking yeah but there must have been some nice bits i must have had some really nice times out as a family <laughs> and <laughs> but seriously it, i remember asking that about terminator as well like because oh, yeah? Uh, yeah because uh you know there's some just bleak scenes like with the punks at the beginning um you know yeah. bill bill paxton his mom yeah. and then arnie you know he puts was he puts he, he punches one his fist goes all the way through his chest up the other side yeah and you know that was like another type sort of one of those one of those moments in my life where i'm just looking at going oh my god and i'm just ended up just asking just stupid questions like um 
you know, just just things around. Oh, but he must have been like really nice one day and done other things and not not been like walking around trying to kill people and stuff. I, I you know, it was, it was kind of bizarre because uh, yeah, it, being shown these things and then I suppose my parents were pretty lax about it as well because I remember they used to let me rent any old thing from the uh, from the really? video shop. Yeah, just me and brother used to spend. I think because they got bored basically because we'd be at the video shop and we'd be like staring at all the covers, just walking round and round, and round, never make our minds up. And they and the staff would be sort of like you know trying to push us along saying they're closing and my, you know, my mum would be like all right okay come on you got you got like two minutes come on choose something all right this yeah. one done right yeah okay and, and we're off <laughs> see i got late into video renting because we had a video store local to us but it wasn't very good but i remember nicking posters from him so what i would go in there and i'd i'd he knew who i was because he was a local shop around the corner so he knew i was young i wasn't old enough to hire somebody's films but he'd let me have some posters so i remember nicking home taking home the the video store rental of of house uh, I think there was uh, Fright Night, those sort of posters on my wall. And, and, and those were the things that kept me going. And then film-wise, I never rented much because uh, I couldn't get around to it. But you'd, you'd borrow it with your mates. But I think the one that, that, that got me... the house recently? I haven't, no. It doesn't hold up well, mate. Really? <laughs> I remember watching it thinking... It's like, I remember like bits of it are like the funniest thing ever. And thinking yeah. that's such a great film. Such a great film. And I watched it recently yeah. like... Oh, that's kind of ropey. Uh, apart from Norm, <laughs> Norman Cheers, I remember that he was he was when he makes but the, his. The uh, film 80s films were because you, you know it, it, you knew what you're expecting uh, with, with it. You know, it wasn't not like nowadays. You got loads of CGI and computer graphics and stuff. But then it was that you know it, it was a again it was painstaking makeup and, and and making sure that you know they could get as realistic as you can. But obviously the other genre of, of of films, which was basically out and out gore and blood, which was you know you, you sort of like um uh, what is now the trauma stuff. You know, you knew what you were going to get with that. You knew it was going to be like, you know, outlandish blood and gore and guts, and it, and it was going to be that. So you knew it was going to be ropey. But I think these sort of films, they didn't, they weren't ropey because they didn't try to be. But now looking back, I think, whoa, man, you need, you know, that wasn't didn't play well. <laughs> the other, I think the other thing I also probably didn't get into till quite late was zombie films. I didn't, I really didn't get into zombie films till till quite late. I didn't really get them to be fair early on as a kid. It's only I think it's only after I probably I probably got into horror properly, sort of like. This is when I started working in video store. So I think six, seventeen, eighteen, I started working in Blockbusters. Yeah. And you'd get seven rental seven rentals a, a week for free. So I pretty much watched everything in whole store at one point. Um it's only then I started getting more into zombie films and thinking, right, you know, there's a whole load of zombie films here. And then I started appreciating. But before then it was all it was, it was all these sort of omen and um uh, Jaws, Caserpia, uh, Wicker Man, those sort of films which are you know, weren't blatant out and out horror like the, the like the, the gore and the blood and guts and the slashes or yeah. zombie films. And I, I got late into that to be fair. Well, I, I think I saw the first one, you know, the um, the sixties Night of the Living Dead. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely enjoyed that one, but more from a home invasion style thing. Where, you know, where you sort of trapped in a building and yeah. the hordes of the undead are attacking. In fact, it reminds yeah. me of uh, Assault and Precinct Thirteen, one of my favourite yeah. John Carpenter films. Yeah, so I guess that plays out the same sort of way. Um, yeah. But yeah, home invasion strapped me in. I'm 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 happy with that. Yeah, and and I think that's what's that's what I the thrill I get from watching films is almost I try and sort of think well what would I do in that situation and it's a twisted way of looking at it right, but I almost try and put myself like the only film that's ever scared me properly I was a kid was Amityville Horror. Now playing back again, it's probably not as scary if you watch it now, but as a kid and it stuck with me. Yeah. I, I shit myself because. I put myself in a position. I think if I'm in that house and if I'm, if, if I'm in that per, from that person or the other person, whatever, I'm thinking, damn man, what would I do? And I'd, I'd, I'd be nuts. And I keep doing that with certain films. I keep putting myself in that situation. So the recent stuff, the home invasion stuff, I always do that. Even like the hush and don't breathe and those sort of films. I think, well, what would I do? And I think that helps appreciate the film. Whereas, you know, I just, I just don't go into the right entertain me, go and see what you, this even scare me or not. You know, I don't, I don't try and do it that way. Yeah. Things like that, that, that can happen at any point, any point in your life. Yeah. You know, you can find a really good film that really, that scares you. Cause definitely, I mean, I, I was way too old now. I'm like 21, but when I saw, not 21 now, I'm 21 when I saw Audition. Um, All right. and that was intense. So, um, I remember, I remember watching, well, basically it was after Ring came out mm-hmm. and, and then everyone was on all oh, this wave of uh, Asian horror films. Um, yeah. Really exciting stuff. And I was like, I want to see more, more, more and more. Um, and then I saw like Battle Royale and it was like, uh, oh, great know, film. Great feeding, feeding the habit. So, um, 
I then came across this one called Audition, um, and yeah. I remember the synopsis was a uh, slow-moving love story soon descends into um, extreme psycho shock horror. Okay. I didn't think too much about it until yeah. I was sat down watching the thing. Um, <laughs> you've seen Audition, right? I've seen yeah, yeah. All right, so it, you know it's sort of a it's slow burn, and I remember it's, it's quite slow, slow paced at the beginning, but yet there's enough in there to keep you interested. Yeah, and and, and I remember watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, how far is she going to go? How yeah, far she gonna go? when the when <laughs> limbs start getting cut off, you're like game <laughs> over, mate. Exactly. <laughs> but um, to be fair, that that's what got me into a lot of the Japanese films was what well, Japanese horror films was the fact that they do push the boundaries. So I saw. A, a pretty messed up film. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Grotesque, and it is it is what it says. It's it's, it's messed up. Um, oh, wait I'm not a minute. Spoil. Is this the wow? Well, yeah, this is the thing. I, I'm not really into spoilers. Like, yeah, so I won't away. tell you. And yeah, certainly, if, if I love the film, I yeah. won't. You're trying so, to say so, Yeah, is I'm not, I won't tell you what it's about. But... Half woman, half no. thing. No, right. no, 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 no. This is, uh, I won't say what it's about, but it's watch it for yourself one, one day you'll find out what I mean and thank me later or, or don't thank me later. But the film <laughs> itself, <laughs> um, got me into that, into that psyche of almost looking at this, the films that do push the boundaries, you know, um, and then really go out there and then, and, and, and th- these sort of films made me realize that actually, you know what, horror's moved on, man. It's hot, it's moved on from not, not scaring you mentally, but scaring you like visually, you know, like really taking, what you're seeing on screen and pushing as much boundaries as you can and saying, right, all right, I'm here to shock you. And the hostile stuff is there. I understand that. And the hostile stuff is, is what it is, right? And Saw and those sort of films. But these Japanese horror films, they're done in a bit more realism. They're a bit more... Well, they, they you know, I understand about the torture porn stuff. Yeah. You should refer to it as torture porn stuff, not the hostile stuff, because hostile is good. And I watched that with my brother. <laughs> and at one point... Eli Roth, the director, pissed me off. I turned around to my brother and said, he's, he's done it, he's done it. He's basically, there is a scene, there is a, there's a torch scene earlier on where you yeah. are disgusted. You all look at the screen, you're going, oh my God. You know, the, which one is this, the, the one in the head or the Achilles one? The Achilles one. Uh, well, any, 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 the first, that's the first one, isn't it? That's the first torture bit at the beginning. But I'm just saying, yeah. there's, there's a key scene right at the start and you are yeah. horrified by it. And you don't yeah. realise but in the third act, mm. there is a torch scene, and you are sat there going, "Yeah, go on, get him, get him." And I thought, <laughs> yeah. "Wait a minute, <laughs> fucking Eli Roth! What he's done is yeah. he, he's he's pulled a number on me, and without yeah. without me realizing, I've suddenly become an accomplice. And um, the stuff that shocked me before, I'm willing it to happen at this point. Exactly. And I thought that's, exactly. that's pretty good. But yeah, I understand what you mean because there are plenty yeah. of other films where, what the hell? Let's let's just you know, you, there, there's things that are there. For, they don't seem like they're there for a, a, a particular reason. <coughs> Serbian film. <coughs> oh no, no, I, that, I, uh, that that's that works well for me. Other than yeah, but, the, I, yeah, but I know why though. You told me the other day that uh, you you think he's held back, right? <laughs> I do not endorse the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the action in scenes in that film. No, but what I found really well, <laughs> what you mean, but no, what I found worked really well was the first half of the film. It was like some sort of. Um, it was almost sort of David Fincher-esque. Um, mm. It was quite bizarre. You didn't know what was going on. You didn't know. You knew it was some sort of descent into depravity, but you didn't know mate, how it, far it, it was going to go. All right, it went a bit bonkers. Balls to the bonkers. wall. It's messed up. I said, the stupid. I saw it twice. You saw it twice? <laughs> yeah. I saw it once on my own thing. Let's, let's see what the fuss is about. Because remember, it got pulled from Friday, yeah. didn't it? I know. I, I, I uh, you know, through uh, other means, went to see yeah. it got to see it uncut because I thought I'm not yeah. going to yeah. You know, yeah same here yeah and then you no, well, I saw it once and then I saw it again because I thought a mate of mine what's wrong with you well no I told my mate so, mate you got to watch this film because he, he was a bit sort of like oh I've heard about this film is it as bad as you think everyone says it I was like, you know what I watch it I was, oh why don't you come around I'm like oh, I didn't. and then stupidly I agreed to go around and watch it again <laughs> have you seen Irreversible I have yes how many times only once only okay. once alright yeah, and, right. and, and Mark is only once you can still keep your uh, your card for society uh, as a member of society. Yeah, because Reversal was messed up, was it? Like a I, um, 12, I, uh, 12 minute it, rape it, scene, it, it, un- like with it, no brutal, man. cutaways. Something no, else. And, it's, it's, and, and the sound is the harrowing part because you, you sort of think, fuck, man, what's going on? But then Mars is the same. I mean, Mars, the, not the remake, that, that, ugh, 
the Disney version of it, we called it Fright Fest. But no, the um, original Mars messed up, man. With that, because that's French, right? Yeah. I think there's some really great films coming from France. Uh, I, they have a certain approach to horror that I like. Like, um, we're talking uh, Switchblade Romance. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen that, no. Oh, it's good, man. I, oh, I can't say anything about it, because you should really get to see it. Yeah, it's, but it's got some really visceral bloodletting in it. It involves a serial killer type scenario, but it, it works. And there was uh, something else around that era. There's a, there's a couple of them, but basically, they all sort of build up to Raw, yeah. which I saw yesterday, and I loved. Um, Raw was great, wasn't it? It was great. I remember, um, I, I should have seen it on the big screen, actually. It's a shame I didn't. Um, yeah, because, I, I managed to. Oh, I, I managed to like go into my local cinema and, and uh, take one of their promotional sick bags, raw sick bags. Oh, really? This will come in handy. It wasn't, <laughs> bad. it wasn't that bad, to be fair. It was. It was, mate. Um, uh, I found it. The part, I found part of it funny. Some of the humour was brilliant. It. Do you saw the licking of the eyeball? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so well, you first... were like sat there eating your popcorn, were you? Oh, uh, yeah, you know me, mate, in the movies. I'm, I'm, I'm eating throughout every film I've watched. So, yeah, I was sitting there eating popcorn. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, the first, all right, the, for those who haven't seen it, the, I won't say too much, but the first time she does what she does, there's a comedy, there's a comedic element in that because it's almost like you know, her reactions and the way it's shot. You know, there, I did smirk a bit. Sort of, there was a bit of humour in there, you know? Wow, that went over my head, mate. I, I, <laughs> I, was, I, I just took it. No, no, I just found it really sort of like a, a more art house and oh yeah of course it's, it's, i mean being french film is going to be coming, that art yeah. coming of age yeah. girl goes off to university comes of age and, and mm. it's sort of big and, you know and, and that sort of family thing where they discover their identity yeah 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 no I, no laughing for me i mean there might have been a couple of games oh, there no, I, wasn't, I wasn't laughing i wasn't that laugh out loud laughing i was just there was elements of like you know like, twisted humor in there or maybe just the way I saw it. I don't know. Like the, the club scene, for example, was a good, was an interesting one as well, right? And, and... You're starting to worry me now. Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm going to sit next to you for five days. <laughs> it's my... well, well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I liked Raw. Um, I liked. I was hyped up for it, though, because I was sitting there thinking, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. But I thought, I thought, it wasn't that bad. But I liked it. I, I enjoyed I it. I so... it was bad, and I sat there, and I thought, this, this is bad. This is bad. So look, not, I not it... bad as in terrible. I mean, like, yeah. dead sushi. Have you seen that? Uh, yes. Uh, we saw it at Firefest, didn't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I saw it. Um, because I don't think what I, 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 I don't think I ate a rice-based dish <laughs> for months after that. And it wasn't because it was scary. It's because it was disgusting. Mate, we've and, I, and I fell Firefest, asleep during it as well. I, it was enough to disgust me and send me to sleep. And put you sleep. But the, the thing is, you find some bad films there that allow you to sleep, right? We, I, it's, it's the scheduling. It's scheduling. I mean, when, you, when you're watching... Well, we'll, we'll get on to that a bit later. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean, though. You, you do take a strategic nap during a film, which you know is going to be not all that. Although this year's line looks really good, but we'll come up, as you say, we'll come to that. But I saw... So I just on that, to finish up with Raw, I saw Raw in the, with the Fright Fest crowd. So that's what you know, you know it's a hardened crowd, so... Right, it wasn't too bad. Um, I can see how that would have been a different experience. I understand now when you're saying, "Oh, that was funny," probably because the entire room of people laughing. I, I, I I, I mean, I remember like it. Do you? I'm seeing a film where there was like there was so much screaming from this this girl all the way through the film that by the time she got offed. Yeah, and I, just remember, I remember one just standing up and clapping his hands, <laughs> and then everyone else just started laughing about that. Yeah. You know, that does sort of give you yeah, a different so you can, Yeah, so you can see the crowd I was with the film, oh. how I would have enjoyed that film differently. I watched it in silence. I had to have my head, headphones on. I wasn't allowed to to like watch the thing with the sound up because uh, yeah. uh, my, my family aren't very, uh, they're not very horror inclined. It's like the dirty yeah. secret in my family. It's like, oh, yeah, same here. Yeah, same here. Um, but, all right, so talking of which, let's let's. What have you seen lately that that you can recommend that I may not have seen? Uh, Raw. I don't know you've seen them. <laughs> All right, you've seen you've seen. I saw a thing the other day. Of Autopsy of Jane Doe. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's all right, man. It's all right. I won't give too many spoilers away, but it's it, it's done well. Bits of it. it, it the um, the um, effects look really good. They, oh. they really are, especially the autopsy bits and, and yes. bobs that go on. God damn it! There's someone I f- I uh, follow on Twitter, and she actually provided the uh, expertise in that area. I've forgotten her name. Oh, right. It'll come back to me, and I'll let you know. Oh, good, great stuff. So I saw that the other day. That was good. I was, again, I saw it on my own, but it, again, it wasn't scary. Such, but I can see, I can see it being. If you're a jumper, then it will make you jump it a couple of times. But it was done really well, and I think it was 
it was good how it was in that enclosed space and things were going nuts around the people and, and, and you were with them on that journey. I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. I saw Get Out. You seen Get Out, right? Yes. Yeah. What do you think? It was good. It was telling a story that needs to be out there and told. The only thing I thought was maybe it was just a bit, I think it could be a bit more subtle maybe, but then that's just me. I think certainly when you, when you have the first time these stories are being told in the way they are, you know, maybe maybe just the way to reach a, a large mainstream audience is to just tell the story you know, nice and simply. Whereas I like a bit more subtlety, but it's still, it's still a great film. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I like the message behind it, but also like the fact the way the way it was the, the the I like the subtle bits that alluded to what was going to happen. For those that may have seen the film, the bits at the start where you get stopped on the way to the parents' house, they both get talked to differently. You know, there's bits when they when they're talking to um, other members of the family. You can see there's something going on there, and obviously in hindsight, it makes a lot more sense. But even the end bit, and again, I won't spoil it for those people who haven't seen it. But the end scene, his actions almost are automatic because of this, the way society programs you to be and I think that was really great the way it was done and, and, and how it was almost captured it still captured that element of, of fear because of his skin colour and because of how he's trained to almost be and I, I, I like that, it was a really, really powerful film Yeah, I completely forgot the ending uh, I'll have to go back and watch it <laughs> uh, Have you seen Annabelle Creation? No, and I'm not going to I, I, I really... <laughs> I, I knew when you were going and like, uh, oh, going, oh yeah, you're going to go see it. Oh, it's going to be great. No, it's not going to be great. It, the film where, what was it? Conjuring, where in a yeah, brief that, scene, they, they cover a little story to do with Annabelle the doll. Like, yeah. yes, it's a scary doll. Oh, I think, I think it's a pretty embarrassing picture of me, like dressed up in sort of Annabelle garb. That, uh, oh, really? I want to see yeah, it. I'll, I'll dig it out and share it. It's on the internet. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah, it's a scary doll. Yes, it's a scary story. No, you don't have to go make some films just to make some money for it. Because like the first one, I think I've got it. I keep being given free copies all the time. I've got a couple of yeah, Blu-rays. I've, I've, yeah, I've got a couple of versions of Annabelle. The first one, it was awful. It's like the DVD um, that won't die. It just keeps coming back. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Annabelle Creation's all right. Um, it's, really? it's nothing groundbreaking. It's what if it's on DVD or Netflix. Um, don't pay money to watch it, if I, if I will say that. But yeah. it's... It's it's a worth a watch, you know. It's 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 good to watch some people that aren't horror fa- horror fans, but want yeah. to watch a scary film. They'll jump at a few bits. There's some bits. There's loads of plot holes, obviously. But yeah, it's 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 a good film to watch with your mates on a Saturday night if you've got nothing better to do, and a few of them aren't into horror films. Watch them jump and get scared. But it's you and I will think, oh, all right, fair enough. To be fair, you've seen. The home invasion ones, Don't Breathe and Hush, right? I've seen Don't Breathe. I really like that. I th- yeah. I, uh, it's like the home invasion where yeah. they're invading the house of um, a blind, blind yes. army veteran. Uh, yes. And I thought that was quite interesting, actually. It was um, some nice, they had some nice little set pieces and some yeah. um, interesting way of setting up some action, which you wouldn't mm. necessarily you know, think of in, in these types of films. So, yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I like the way it's kind of nasty a bit later on with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, the way it evolved from what what looked like a simple home invasion film to like, whoa, man, there's a twist here and it's pretty messed up. And, and that bit was crazy because they it sort of just changed gear suddenly. Uh, and again, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but it does change from a home invasion film to something that just goes out there. Think right here, you go make it. what you will. And, and I like that fact that it did that. Uh, I did see something recently. I caught a film at the London. Indian Film Festival. Oh, yeah. Yes. I didn't go to that, unfortunately. Um, it was called Hide and Seek, um, a horror film. And I, Seek and as I, in S-E-E-K? No, no, S-I-K-H. no, no, no. no. <laughs> Just Hide and Seek. Uh, well, that wasn't the real name. The real name was something else I can't pronounce, but translated, it's Hide and Seek. Um, right. And I was sat there thinking, right, there's going to be some badass uh, Bangra tunes or whatever. Yeah, some Bollywood stuff. Um, and it was quite funny because... Um, well, no, there wasn't. But the the director, he, like, is it was an independent film that he got financed, and he mentioned in the Q and A that mm-hmm. um, it, it, the stereotype, the the most of the producers he spoke to were like, "Hmm, is there any chance you could put some Bollywood tunes in there?" Um, so he had to, oh, really? to yeah, <laughs> he had a bit of trouble getting finance for it. But then he got the right people involved who, who like liked his vision because this horror film was sort of just a bit more straight up, more in a Western style of horror uh, about 
pregnant lady, a couple who escaped the city to go hide out in some uh, quaint little village because the husband's got into some trouble with the, with a gang and he's he's afraid to get beaten up and killed. So they run off. <laughs> Sound like a, every hot Bollywood horror film or Bollywood film, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no dancing though. There's no dancing. No ah, you missed out, mate. But um, there was there was some, there was some nice moments. It's some nice moments. I liked it. Um, it had some bold my, ideas. My mate's doing a Bollywood horror night. Um, this is a friend of mine, Merlin Merlin Roberts. He does um, 70s sort of uh, retro horror films. Um, he done uh, he done a few recently, and he's doing one uh, that he basically said, "Look, if you're gonna come, I'm gonna do it, or there's no point doing it." So it's a film called Bandarvaza, which is basically closed door. It's a horror film by the Ramsey Brothers. And I'm, I'm not plugging it, but what I'm trying to say is that there is a whole genre of Bollywood horror, sort of 70s and 80s horror out there, which is uh, it's good in what it does in terms who, of... Who, who are the Ramsey Brothers? South Indian, I want to say. R-A-M-S-A-Y. Well, directors? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But th- just, just to follow on what you're saying, there's a whole raft of films out there. There's a big... There's a big big movement in the 80s and late 70s and 80s even 60s to fair my dad again that that plugged in my dad he used to go on about these horror films back in the 60s he used to watch um the bollywood horror films and i think maybe that's again subconsciously it piqued my interest as well so there is a genre out there of, of bollywood horror films which is you know retro enough for you i think you for you to appreciate cheesy enough to think oh yes bollywood but it, it it works on on some level somewhere so i'm glad you enjoyed the one you did see mate prevent no, you gonna mention that yeah, I was about to mention... We were um, sat next to each other. We both saw it. Yeah, we both saw it. Yeah, I was going to mention thingy beforehand, um, Love Witch before then, but I can talk about Prevenge. Prevenge was great. I, I remember the build-up to watching Prevenge. I was at work that, that, that evening before going to work, and my mate's like, oh, man, where are you going tonight? I'm like, I'm going to see a film. What's it about? About a woman who's pregnant, and the baby makes her kill people. And I work in an open-plan office, and people just look at me and think, Mal, you feeling all right? I'm like, yeah, it's a horror film. It's a horror comedy. Nothing funny about that, mate. Yeah, it's a film. It's funny. It's Alice Lowe. Uh, you know, sightseers, no. So, people just when they give them that blurb of the film, and then you mention what it's about, and it's a you know a psycho killer killing everyone because the baby tells them to. People look at you funny, man. But hmm. on the flip side, when I saw it, it was brilliant. It was brilliantly done, brilliantly written. Um, I remember watching it, thinking, you know, again, there was humor in there. Me, 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 my twisted humor, which I enjoyed. It was funny, but the fact that she made it while she was pregnant and she had that finite time to make that film uh, just blew me away, you know? I mean, I remember we were there, weren't we? And she, we, we were there for the Q&A afterwards when we, she had the Q&A after the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's, uh, it was independent once she shot down in Cardiff quite quickly as well, obviously, <laughs> because it, it was just mad because I, I think she she got approached to to do this thing or to come up with an idea to do something to do. She's like, well, you know, I'm pregnant. That gives me an idea. Let's make a film about... Uh, like some sort, it was a, a revenge film involving a pregnant lady who is killing people. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I was always going to go and see it because um, I love sightseers, and not only she didn't yes. just star in it, she wrote it, like co wrote it with yeah. um, Steve Oram, who wrote Ah. Uh, did you see that with, with me at Fright Fest? Or did, you not see, did you not see it? I did see it. I did see it. I, <laughs> I wanted to watch a proper horror film, but. I remember we, ex- we experienced it, mate. We didn't see it. We experienced it. Yes. <laughs> For anyone listening, R is basically, I think, eight A's and a H at the title of the film. It's a film. It's a, it's a view on society, but with no dialogue, just, um, just groans and grunts, mostly. Right. Isn't that right, Maurizio? Noel Fielding has his uh, penis bitten off, is what I remember. That's right. And Toy Wilcox take a dump, takes a dump in the kitchen. Yes. So go and watch that, people. It's good. It's good fun. Right, talking of Fright Fest, we mentioned it every now and then. Uh, it's Fright Fest next week, next week, isn't it? This time next week, we'll be sitting there watching, I think it's Death Note. So what is Fright Fest, now? Right, Fright Fest is a five-day film festival based purely around horror films. Now, it's not out-and-out horror films like just slashers and stuff and gore. It's all sorts of horror films. Horror can be psychological thrillers. Horror can be horror comedies. Horror. We've even had horror musicals. There. There's possession films. There's um, all sorts of films that take on that genre tag, and and set in. It's, it's based in Leicester Square at the. It's back at the Empire after a three year hiatus, I think. Um, back at the Empire, Leicester Square, um, and Friday is basically is five five days of horror films 
Um, you watch three on the Thursday evening and then five the following four days. Back up um, a second. Five days, there's 64 films on five screens over five days. And you pick and choose which ones to watch. That's why you're the hype, man. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so, Matt, so, so, yeah, you've got these huge amount of films and you can take your pick. I mean, and, and, and our my experience of Fright Fest grew from watching one film on one festival to now going for the full five days every what's year. Your, what's that one film? What was the one film? Uh, do you remember? It was, the yeah, it was, it was Red Hill back in, oh. you know, seven, eight years ago. Um, I, I just wanted to experience what it was. So I saw Red Hill uh, and I saw the, the, the crowd. I thought, wow, this is amazing. And then I came back the following year and I did, I think I done two films or was it opening night? I think can't remember now. Or no, my, no, I'd done opening night when it was Final Destination 5, that opening night. You were there for that, I think. And then it grew from, from, from doing one film to one, doing an evening to doing a weekend, Saturday and Sunday, to then doing the full five days. So next Thursday, it kicks off at 6 o'clock in the evening. First film is Cult of Chucky. And then by the time Monday evening rolls around at 1 in the morning, I'll have watched 25 films, give or take. But these are the good thing with Fright Fest is it's, it's put across, like Misha says, five screens. And they've got your main screen, which is basically your blockbuster films or your big films, um, either chosen by the organisers or, you know, the production companies or the or the producer or, or the distributors, you know, put it on a big screen. And then what you call discovery screen screen films, which are basically uh, either independent films or maybe sometimes foreign films or or films that probably haven't got that marketing behind them, but nonetheless good films, which you then can take a pick on. So basically, you spend what well, we have done for the last couple of months now trying to work out what we're going to watch when we're going to watch it and how um, my plan is almost, almost done. Give or take a couple of films. So it's, what is it? 64 films, 64 yes. horror films. Yes. I didn't say 64 good films. It could be oh, no, a no. mix. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something, it's a bit potluck, but I've yeah, seen some yeah. absolute quality. Oh, over the years, we've seen some great stuff, mate. I mean, like last year, so last year, you you were quite impressed with some of the films, right? Yeah, you mentioned the Love Witch. Actually, that was that was my film. Was it was that last last right festival? Yeah, 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 last year. Yeah, that was my film of the year. It was, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just take. I mean, from I don't usually watch the trailers, but when I saw the trailer for for Love Witch, it just looked so striking and so different, so bold. Oh, um, it was, yeah. I was completely taken in, uh, mm. um, and then. Um, to find out that the uh, director, sorry, Annabella, mm. um, where are we? She was there, wasn't she? Yeah, she she didn't just um, direct it. She did a, a number of. I see. She like she wrote it. She directed it. She edited yeah. it. She storyboarded yeah. every shot. Um, she she, she worked, made some of the costumes. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, I think she wrote some music and songs. Got them commissioned. Yep. She, yep. Yep. Yep built some of the sets i think and yeah, like I said, yeah. hand stitched some of the costumes or all the costumes seven years it took her <laughs> um and it's just gorgeous to look at it looks like it, it was yeah. made in the seven no 60s yeah 60s 70s yeah that sort of thing uh, it was great yeah. i mean I, yeah to me that that Go stuck out. out um no no i'll say that stuck out but uh, over the years, there've been some great films. I mean, going from from last year, we had we had obviously Love Witch. Um, one I like, obviously, Train to Busan closed it, and that that blew the roof off, right? And that was amazing uh, zombie film to watch. If you haven't seen it, go and watch that. Um, I enjoyed Pet. I don't know if you saw Pet. That was good. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cruel Summer, man. Ah, oh, man. But this is I, took a, I always take a punt on a couple of films, right? Which I'm which is my banker for the year. And last year was Cruel Summer, and based on true events about the kid that gets bullied he's got um adhd or, or some sort of learning disability right and okay. there's a bullies there he goes this, he goes camping and gets bullied to death basically right it's 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 done spoilers there because it's based on a true true events but i saw it first thing in the morning on a saturday i think it was at so it's 10 o'clock in the morning and man it's harrowing to watch i walked out thinking damn i need a drink because it, it just just batters you down every step of the way that film just you know it's, it's bleak and it's it's it's, it's hard going um, it's on Sky now, actually, um, on demand. So you can watch it if you want to watch it. If you haven't seen it, and it, yeah, based again where I saw it, the time of day I saw it, 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 it knocked me for six. But that was a good one last year. I'm trying to think what else was half decent that we saw last year. Um, Devil's Candy. Did you end up watching that? I did. 
Um, I think you saw it though at, in Glasgow, Glasgow, right? Okay. Yeah. I loved it. Um, yeah. It's uh, was it a slow burn horror, it, mm. like uh, infused with heavy metal, like yeah. in its DNA, and it's got yeah. um, Ethan Embry in it. Yes, um, who is magnificent. Yeah, he uh, makes a lot of different films. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just yeah. paced in a way. It's not it's not sort of focused on the killer. Maybe more the the sort of the victims of the, the family around it. It sort of focuses on them and and the, the struggles that they're going through. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I found that really powerful. I liked it. No, it was good. He's in Fashionista this year. If you want to check it out. Yes, that is one of my ones. I'm going to go see because yeah. he's in it because he yeah. can pick a film. I think he also yeah. did Cheap Thrills. Yeah. He did, and cheap feels. So there was two writers, I think, or the writer director. One of them, I think, one making sixty eight kill, and one making another film this year at Frappers as well. So that's going to be interesting to watch. So I mentioned to you that I saw Dead Sushi, and I found it when I wasn't sleeping. I found it quite offensive, <laughs> um, and and part of that might have been down to the fact that it was like one in the morning, and I'd, I'd lost my sense of humour at that point. But I was equally tired when i saw cheap thrills it was on the i think maybe on the saturday night um it was sunday mate it was Friday, wasn't it yeah, yeah it was, it yeah, definitely sun, after it was a heavy sunday night. night one in the morning and yeah it, it it was that film it was like the, that seedy yep bar on the edge of town um yep. you just just i don't know sink into it it worked and uh, it's what is it it starts off with a few guys in the bar doing a few bets yeah and then it just descends yeah it spirals <laughs> yeah it, oh, it uh, worked really well and it, and it kept me going yeah. it, I, I watched it I, I couldn't i couldn't fall asleep not not at all it was just amazing i loved it no, I, I, yeah i loved it and, and before we go into this year's movies and what we're going to probably be watching i just want to give the listeners a rough idea of the kind of films that have been on a fire fest over the years uh, uh, you know there's some there's some great ones over the years so um Early on, there was uh, Scream was on. There was the I'm trying to think, scary movie for the comedy style was on. But then it sort of changed gear a bit, and you had things like Battle Royal was on at Fright Fest. Donnie Darko was on at Fright Fest. One Hour Photo, which I actually quite liked, was on at Fright Fest. Um, these sort of films, you know, have played well at Fright Fest. Obviously, Hatchet has been there. We know that for a fact. Cabin Fever was there. Yes, it was. House of a Thousand Corpses played at Fright Fest, which was an amazing film. And I still love it to this day. Old Boy played at Fright Fest uh, back in 2004. And I think well, the sort of films that you know, have played there have been some phenomenal instead of movies, you know. Looking through the list that I've got written here now that will probably st- st- uh, stick out. Oh, what was... Um, didn't Pan Labyrinth play there once? It did. Yes, it did. That's right. Yes, uh, Pan Labyrinth played there. Yeah, uh, it was before of, my time. Yeah, I wasn't at Fright Fest then when it played. Hey, did you know David Soul was at Fright Fest? What? I, don't, really? I only know that because... Yeah, well, I don't know that because of the promo this year. They put a promo of all the Fright Fest in the back of the days. And he was there on stage for something. I've got to work, I've got to work out why he was at Fright Fest because it was, again, before my time. But David Soul was at Fright Fest. Nice. I've got to work out why, why he was there and what's that going on there. Wrong Turn 2 has been playing there. You know, there have been some, you know, some really, really decent films. that, And, and also, if you go through a list of films that have been there, some of them are like films that you, you wouldn't know because, again, they're these independent films that get picked up or, or don't get, you know, uh, don't get the promo they should do but there are some some stellar films yeah I so, think, yes. uh, you mentioned wrong turn that is definitely one of my guilty pleasures i'll yes. watch that over and over again yeah. not any of the other ones uh the yeah. subsequent ones the second was pretty good i suppose yeah yeah and, and keel has played there so obviously ben wheatley's been a sort of a, 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 a regular at Fratfest, you know yeah. in his early career and he's been and i remember he was there for, a, for an award a few years back as well so you know People like Ben Wheatley have, have been there and have done the Fratfest, you know, sort of circuit as well, and, and have and have moved on it. And it's been great to to see those people do that, and 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 the films that have come out of it. Um, I think, and obviously, don't forget the last film we ever saw at the old Empire was Big Bad Wolves, right? Which was a, yes, a, you know, brilliant film. I think it's again, it's on Netflix or was on Netflix. Uh, subject matter is pretty pretty brutal, but Israeli, again, it's done in a way. Israeli yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah, um, and and you know, those sort of films were. Were, were great to watch, but having seen that in the, the old styles Empire screen was just phenomenal. So, with that, this year's Fright Fest, what are you watching? What do you want to watch? Okay, so, I mean, it's a big old list, 64. 
Um, yeah. So what I generally do is I'll look for anything that's got directors that I've seen stuff before and I know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose it, well, this year it's going to be writers as well because like yeah. uh, a um, cheap thrills writer is uh, yeah. is involved in the film, so I'm definitely going to see that. Um, yeah. I think she's, I think 68 kill Trent Hargo. Yes, yes. Um, and then there's some actors who always consistently are in things I want to see. So I'll watch anything with Larry Fessenden in it because he's he's top notch. I think he's doing Psychopaths. Um, yes, he is. And then obviously closing film Thursday. Ethan Embry. Yep. Um, using fashionista. There's also, right, Glasgow, yeah. there's also things like I'll, I'll watch in, um, there's some really good films that are coming out of Australia and New Zealand, so I'll, I'll keep my eye out for them to see if there's anything there. Yeah, there's uh, one, um, Killing Ground, Sunday First Up, which is another one of like, um, uh, camping stories gone wrong out in the outback kind of film. Um, and then I see that Patricio Valadares. He's back again with a film, this time not screening on the main screen. He's mm. on Prince Charles Discovery 2. He's got a film called Night World. Now, this man has taken four hours of my life so far, <laughs> um, and I will not I will not give him any more time. What's the absolutely horrendous... Oh, what was it? Oh, oh, I've forgotten the name of it now. Oh, I'm so angry, I've forgotten it. It's, uh, oh, something like... Sure. I don't know, it's... Casa in Las Alturas. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember it now. That means people are going to go and watch it. They're going to know. I, I tried to warn them, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, you're going to watch it because of you now. I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> so, yeah, he did that. And he, there was a second one he did. Oh, this is scared to me now. This is all, this is all falling down around me now. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tweet you later. I'm definitely not going to watch Nightworld. But then this time, Nightworld yeah. has got Jason London in it from um, Dazed and Confused. And yep. Robert England, so like that's that, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fella's leveled up. He's now like got proper yeah, but people. On, in the it. last Robert England film we saw at Fright Fest, that one where he's in the cinema, wasn't very good at all, was it? I don't know. I, I thought it was okay. What you thought it was a bit silly, granted, but uh, yeah. it was okay. Yeah, but uh, um, the the other one I'm looking forward to is the closing film. It's called Tragedy Girls. Um, so this is a guy called Tyler McIntyre. Um, he did uh, a film called Patchwork, another horror comedy. And it is a comedy, not my twisted comedy right. horror. Oh, sorry, um, I've got the names, man. I've got the names. He oh, go made, on, go on. Hidden in the Woods, right? Yep. And that was just terrible. What is it? Some sort of <laughs> incest rape uh, <laughs> film where it ends with some sort of Mexican Welcome standoff. Welcome to the AI horror pod, people. <laughs> Mexican standoff was all right. You know, yeah. everyone died. Uh, that was okay. Uh, and then the second one, do you remember Downhill? Was it Star? Oh, I remember Downhill. Some- radical yeah. cyclist who wants to yes. do some that was, course in Chile and then it that was lunchtime I should have taken lunch stumbles across someone who's who's stumbled <laughs> from the yeah. that Eli Roth yeah. film set of what's that one where they're all in fe- cabin fever yeah That's they it. found yeah, an yeah, extra yeah. cabin fever he, he's he's walking around all diseased and everything and, and yeah. the baddies catch him and then the baddies are like some sort of weird sex cult and the end yep. And I think there was some weird insects as well. Oh, it was, it was just it was painful. And I remember, I remember being Daniel. sat yeah. watching that, and I really wanted yeah. to see something else that was in another screen, but I'd missed it. Yeah. Oh, it was so... But that's the joy of Fright Fest, mate. You sort of take a punt oh. in the film, and you hope What's... it's going to be great, and it's not. That I've just remembered the worst film I've ever seen Go at Fright Fest. Landmine goes click. What? Really? A pie... That's the worst film you've seen. You thought it was good? No, I've seen worse. That's what I mean. Dude. <laughs> So bad. All right. So the premise was like, um, it was a bad film. It wasn't that bad. A couple are on holiday in what is this? Oh, I want to say Serbia. I'm not sure. Um, Let's go with that. Yeah, but where there's been a lot of conflicts, a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. issues, and then and they're they're off the beaten track, and then accidentally yep. someone stands on a landmine, and that's the yep. title of the film. Landmine goes click. So it wasn't what I've guy. He's got his girlfriend, and oh no, not his girlfriend. I think that's let's not give it away because someone's going to see it. And then Ron Jeremy turns up. Oh yeah, yeah. don't give spoilers away. Of course, I'll give spoilers away because it is shit. Um, Someone might like it, mate. Somebody might like it. It's not the real Ron Jeremy people, but it's someone look a very good look like a Ron Jeremy. I should say. Do you remember Irreversible was was, uh, a powerful watch and you know pretty bleak. Yeah. Um, 
Lemon goes click as a similar. Uh, what, what can I call it? It was like it was the bizarrest tender rape scene I've ever seen. And I'm sat there and I'm thinking, should I just get up and leave? I think I should get up and leave. But then everyone's going to think, again, oh, you saw it first thing in the morning, mate. No, it was, it, mate, it offended me. It was just so bad. And then. Hang on, I saw, I saw, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I wait, saw Tulpa. Is he Tulpa? Q&A, right? The Q&A. Yeah. I thought, okay, director's going to get up and he's going to say, yes, uh, I made this arty film about um, the West should stay away from these areas. You know, we don't need them. And, uh, you know, and the guy was like, no, no, no. They got a chalkboard out and they go, what ideas can we come up for a film? Someone <laughs> steps on a landmine. Go. I, I could almost imagine they, they, after they found that idea, they went, right, great, grabbed their cameras, ran over to that area, started filming, and the writer is hidden behind some rock, like, writing the script there and then, because it was so bad. Right. I think we're divided on this. I want people who listen to this pod- podcast to go on, find Lam Manco's click, watch it, and let us know what you think. And if it's bad, as Richard says, um, we'll see how many votes we get for that. It, it, was, it wasn't great, but it wasn't, it wasn't terrible either. It was um, offensive. It just <laughs> lacked ideas. No, no. Look, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't go out and buy it. But Mal I've seen loves worse. It. Mal loves it. <laughs> right, then, on a happier note. On a happier oh, note. Okay. Tragedy Girls is based by a guy called. Well, made by a guy called Tyler McIntyre. He did a comedy called. Did you say Patrick. on a happier note, Tragedy Girls. Yeah. Well, no, no. Um, it's, there's a build-up, mate. Okay. So, <laughs> the happier note being there's a horror comedy that Tyler McIntyre did called Patchwork. Patchwork was imagine imagine Reanimator but funny or funnier, and it's this guy that makes the perfect woman from three different women. Now, look again, it's not twisted humor; it's actually done quite well. Um, but it's the film is about them three learning that they're now one woman and come to terms with it and making trying to piece together what happened and why it happened and find out who did it. And take revenge on it, and it's brilliant. It, I'm, I'm not sure how you're going to find to watch it because I've not seen it out on Netflix, but you can probably buy it somewhere. Um, watch it; it's great. Um, and this dude is doing the closing film of Fright Fest called Tragedy Girls, and again, it's supposed to be a funny slasher, um, kind of like Scream meets Heather's, which really piqued my interest. So that's where I'm heading on the closing night of Fright Fest. It, it looks like it's going to be going to bring the house down, mate. I think it's going to be a good one, but that's that's probably why I'm hedging my bets for that to be a, a great closing film. All right. Well, let, let's make our list and God, uh, right. we'll you share them. We'll see, we'll see he, does, he, he does the best one. No, no, no. Uh, I, I'm not finalised yet. I know that I've got to be finalised by Sunday, but I'm not finalised. I've definitely Saturday, got to see Saturday. the bar. Oh, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday. I'm definitely going to go see the bar by I'm Alex not... de la Iglesia because he's look, made look, some look of the bad, greatest mate. films I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. No, look, I mate, fire that. people stuck in a coffee shop. What's yeah. He can make it work, honestly. I, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the stuff he does. Unreal. Um, no, no, he's probably you're probably right. Actually, I'm, I'm actually to be at the same time. I'm watching Third Night, which basically is, it's a home invasion film where people get you, you survive the first two nights and somebody does in the third night. Could be great, could be shit. I don't know. Oh, I think I've got I've got that marked down. I think it's yeah. uh, but interesting. Actually, before I forget, so I've been talking to the guys behind the film could ruin me on Twitter. Yeah, I've got I've got that marked down as well. That's yes. an interesting and plot. These guys are great. So not only are they fun people to talk to, they've actually got a lot of promo behind their movie. So there's backpacks in this film, right? And all the, all the car, all the people behind the film are going to be at Fright Fest in these signature backpacks, which are part of the film. It's going to be great. So I was arming and gnawing between watching Ruin Me and watching Attack of the Adult Babies, who we are friends ish, kind of like, kind of know Dominic Brunt who made the film. We know, don't we? We know. We can say hello to the guy, right? If you see him down the street. So I'm thinking I should see Dominic's film, but it's a film about adults in adult nappies and a home invasion film. I'm not sure if I want to watch that. Um, yeah, in the trailer, a man does punch a meat cleaver. He does, and he's, and Dominic's got this film called The Shit Cannon, which I want to work out what's that about. So that no, could be, be quite fun. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hyped it big time at, Fri- at Glasgow. So I'm torn between watching Attack at Adult Babies, Adult Babies and Ruin Me. But the guys that ruined me have tweeted like hell saying, mate, you got to watch it. Come down. We'll sort you out this. And we'll have, it'll be great. So I don't know. And there's a film called Our Evil. It looks completely fucked up. It's probably my pick for the one that's going to shock and scare everyone or surprise everyone at Fright Fest. So if you haven't seen it or if, sorry, if you haven't got it marked down as one, one to watch or one to look at, um, go and check it out. It's got two screenings on a Friday and a Sunday. 
it's Brazilian, I think. Uh, Brazilian, I think. But it's it looks pretty messed up, man. I won't give the plot away, but it's about a position thing again. Spiritual powers and this guy's fighting to save his daughter. Um, the, the, the poster says Sixth Sense and uh, Exorcist comes together. So I don't know. It could be fun. Okay. All right, man. All right. Well, nip it in the bud now. Let's 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 get let's get these lists. Put, Go on, put right. mark down. I know you can actually see the ones that I we have a shared spread, oh, yeah. spreadsheet, so you can actually <laughs> yeah. see. But don't look at my tab. Oh, just, right. just, and just write just down which ones listeners. you think are the best. Right. right for background, just for background, listeners. Um, every year I, I create a little spreadsheet of films, and then Richie and I share it, and then we try and work out what we're going to watch together. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not as sad as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not the truth. <laughs> who are you who are you um, but i've got but actually, invari- invariably invariably we end up watching completely different stuff and compare notes so it worked out quite well so are we going through the list now or are we going to come through the list no, later no we don't now we've got to this in the bud mate this is our first pod ever and you're never going to stop <laughs> you know i can talk for england right so i completely missed out um the horror channel which are doing a series of films from yes. the 18th of august to the 30th and i will yes. publish a list Seven, in fact, films to watch out for. Definitely. I mean, you should see them all, really. You could do your own mini Fright Fest because it's on the horror channel. Um, but I'll, I'll have my uh, my list of seven films. Definitely, definitely watch them. And then you'll know that I know horror because I've mentioned these but, seven. So hang on. Are you going to go through them now? Or are you going to go through no. them? Are you going to tweet them? We're out of time, mate. <laughs> are we? Wow, it's gone quick, isn't it? I know. Uh, so, yeah, okay. I reckon I'll have a badass list and I'll share it out. No worries. Well, look, I think we should wrap it up, given that I've talked forever and we can go on for another couple of hours, I think. Um, my, uh, I'll be tweeting uh, this this podcast when it's out. My Twitter handle is Mal Jutley. Uh, it's M-A-L-J-U-T-L-E-Y. Look, the first go at this, I think it's, I think, you know, just two guys having a laugh talking about horror films and horror stuff in general. I'm sure we'll do another one and we'll see the feedback on it. But Rizzo, you think, I think it's going all right. Yes, I am at Reyes on Twitter. Um, so that's R-E-Y-E-S. Like the As in Jose Antonio. Yeah, he was there for a bit. But I was the first one, man. I'm older. I was here first. <laughs> and don't forget the HorrorPod um, uh, tweet uh, hand, uh, handle is at AI HorrorPod. And we'll, again, we'll tweet that out as well uh, and, and make sure you get to hear the uh the podcast but uh, look that's been great it's, i've had i've enjoyed this mate it's our first one we've talked about stuff that we enjoy and i'm sure and it, it'll grow and grow and the secret mal is that the second one can be about stuff we saw at fright fest it, this stuff is right in itself mate it is mate yeah you know it, it's easy as this podcast luck <laughs> good stuff all right well thanks everyone thanks for for listening thanks for giving us a bit of, t- bit of your time tweet us uh let us know how it, how you know how, how what you thought and everything else and then we'll, we'll surely put up another one as soon as we get gags to record it for us yeah, uh, again a, thanks again for listening we do a proper one next time yeah yeah a bit more plan behind it <laughs>
They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>